Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court and Mazda of Everett. Now, here are former Seahawks Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. Welcome to Hawks Live every Thursday right here on 710 Seattle Sports, broadcasting live from Bellevue Square Center Court. I'm Michael Bumpus and with my guy, Paul Moyer. Paul, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing well. Uh, this is an exciting uh, exciting night, but just an exciting weekend coming up. And obviously, got to throw a shout-out to the Mariners. Yeah. Because uh, the Seahawks have been all over the Mariners and, and really excited about tomorrow. And uh, they deserve everything. That's, that's going to be fun. And, look, I'm excited about the Seahawks. We're going we're gonna to talk about them. That was a big win last week. Any, anytime you go on the road and to put 48 points on the board and – Man, what Geno Smith is doing right now is remarkable. Geno's playing amazing. He's playing at a Pro Bowl level, honestly, and something that we didn't really expect from him, especially on third downs. I look at third downs. All right, they are 75% on third downs. That's the second highest in club history. Last year, you hit third down, we're going to stay on the field and punt the football. But for some reason, with Geno and the way he's using the tight ends and the receivers and the running backs, it's all making for a productive offense. I like what I see. Well, we've now, you, you go back to when he was in college at West Virginia, he completed over 70% of his passes. You go back to last year, the three games we played, he completed over 70% of his passes. He's at 77% this year. He's a pretty accurate guy. Yeah. And, and it's more than that. As a matter of fact, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's the best quarterback performance I've seen in a Seahawk uniform Ever. Wow. And, and and I'm not saying it's the most dynamic game. You know, he didn't have five touchdowns. He didn't have 400 yards. Um, he didn't throw four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. But I've never seen a game where a quarterback did not make one bad decision. Every single decision he made was the right decision. Yeah. Which I would love to have Shane Waldron, our offensive coordinator, on right now. You should now. hit him up. Let's get him on. I, I, oh, look, you got to sell. Text him. Um, <laughs> but I'm serious. I go, I've never been in a in a, a post-meeting after a game where you're with your position players and said every single time to a player, yeah, that was the right decision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was the right decision. There are a couple of coaching points. There was three. Pa- there was three passes of his thirty. It was officially thirty that were not within the body of the receiver, which means that the receiver did not have to stretch his arms, didn't have to dive for a football. Um, it was the uh, for one of the play actions in the first drive to Tyler Lockett. Yep. Um, there was a blitz. He got destroyed right in the chest. But he read the safety, came down. He knew exactly who to throw it to. And the pressure on him was unbelievable. And he made a great throw. It was about a yard overthrown. Just missed him. Just barely missed him. The other one was to Tyler Lockett on a third and three in the corner end zone. He didn't put maybe a – you think he could have maybe thrown more of a, a line drive. If, if it was earlier on the line, but – I don't know what his progression was. So I would have said, for me, I, you know, again, you know, they probably both would have worked. Yeah. You could have put just a little more air in it and put it more in the corner where Tyler does his normal, you know, tiptoe, you know, get both feet and bounds, and only he can make the catch. Mm-hmm. And then there was a, another one. It was a bootleg, and the ball got tipped again. It was the, every decision that was the right guy. Those are the only three that didn't really work out. There was a couple of hit guys in chess where they dropped. But it wasn't on him. Nope. Um, it, it was the most complete game I've ever seen. And I was thinking about Shane Waldron. I go, 
he has a guy that truly knows how to run his offense. They yeah. are so in sync on what they're doing. Uh, they ran the first 10 uh, passes, eight of them were play action or bootlegs. And it created awesome opportunities. And then at the same time, they were doing some empty backfield. Uh, the game plan was spectacular. And I, again, I, I, to me, that's the best performance I've ever seen a quarterback in a Seahawk uniform. And it's, it's showing. I mean, he's the number, he's got a quarterback rating of 108. A lot of publications right now have a number one ranked quarterback. It's four games. I'm not going to go for my complete reputation on the line. Are we not going to say that we're he's, not going to Vegas? But I tell you what, I am, um, if I was a betting man, I bet more that he's going to stay the course on uh-huh. this than he's going to drop down to the middle of the pack because his accuracy and decision-making is off the charts. Yeah, Geno has been extremely impressive through four games through the uh, regular season. He's the most accurate quarterback in NFL history, Moyer. If you were to tell me that in the summertime when they're batting him and, and Drew are going back and forth and they're saying, all right, who's going to be the guy? And then when... Pete Carroll gives Gino the job. You know, we're all we're, we're questioning. We're saying, all right, what's going to happen here? And he has shown and proved that he is the guy for the job, and he's doing a great job. But one other person we need to point out is Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that Pete Carroll wants to have an offense that is going to be run heavy to open up the pass. But I feel like it's been vice versa. I feel like Gino has been so accurate when it comes to the past that now the run's being opened up but when you look at Rashad Penny you see what he's done he had, he is the most explosive running back in the league over the last three years I got a stat I'm going to spit out to you here eventually but you tell me what you think about Rashad Penny well, I, look, he's, he's an explosive back. Um, I wish we got more touches, but I only say that because he's so successful at making the big play right now. Um, at the same time, you know, you go look at last week's game plan. It was a brilliant game plan by Shane Waldron and what he did and how he used the run and how he used the play action and the bootlegs, how he used three tight ends at times, how he used three wide receivers at yep. times. Um, the guy, though, that, look, the, the guy who's making this all work, though, it's Geno Smith. And so some people say, well, the offensive line's blocking so much better. They are. I, I don't want to take you know, any credit away from them. But Geno's making it easier for them. His decision-making process is so quick. And there's a couple of examples you and I were talking about off-air. It was on the very first drive. It was a third down, and I think it was third down and eight. And he had Goodwin split out to his right. And he looked, and it was third down and eight, and I think he was expecting a press from the corner because he looked a good one first, but the guy backed off because he was about seven yards off. So he couldn't tell when Goodwin was, did he clear the corner yet yeah. to make a, a, a 50-50 ball or, or better than a 50-50 ball. So he had to make the decision. He came off of it, looked immediately to his left, and looked for Fant. Fant was somewhat covered to his left. And he might have been able to force it in. It might have been a knockdown pass. Could have been an intercepted pass. And then, again, this is all happening in a nanosecond. But then he feels there's no pressure to his left and ends up scrambling and running for a first down. If you watch that play from the end zone and watch how he progressed on that and how quickly he did it, mm-hmm. Man, it was impressive. I'm just telling you, I'm not here to talk about the quarterbacks of yeah, the past. Yeah, you are. You're here to talk about I'm not talking about now. the past. Let's do it. 
but he runs our offense better than any quarterback in the last 10 years. Really? I'm not saying he's more explosive. I'm not saying in the fourth quarter how many games he's going to win. Time will tell on that. Yeah. But as far as running an offense, hitting every single guy, because he uses tight ends. He uses running backs. He used, he hit DK on a couple of you know, you know deep in routes. He hit uh, DK on a fade route, which is the most perfect throw I've seen. He hit D- Will Disley for a touchdown on a back shoulder fade. When you watch it, you're going to go, you got to be kidding me. He made it look so easy. So I'm pretty pumped up about Geno Smith. It's four games in, so I'm not going to put my whole career reputation on the line yet. Not yet. We're not going to Vegas. But I want to go to Vegas. But and, I'm and do this? more. I if I was to bet that he's going to stay the course versus moving back to the middle of the pack, I'm betting he's going to stay the course. Okay. You, now you have praised Geno Smith the mm. way that you should. He and should the be offense. Praised. And the offense. Five hundred right? and fifty yards. I'm going to throw out a stat for Rashad Penny, which is remarkable. Yeah, and I love him. Penny has five touchdowns of thirty yards or more, dating back to last season. No other NFL player has more than two dating back to the start of last season. To illustrate how rare Penny's big play ability is, if you take it back to 2019, Penny has seven touchdowns of 30-plus yards, trailing only Derrick Henry, who has eight over that span. But here's the big difference, Paul Moore. Henry has 976 carries since 2019. Penny has 244. (laughs) Henry has... 732 more carries than Rashad Penny, yet Rashad Penny only has one less explosive play. Penny might be the most explosive running back in the NFL right now, and it took him three to four weeks to get going. Could you imagine if you unlock Rashad Penny? Well, if he hadn't tripped on that one play, he would have had six of those, right? Right. Because he tripped on it. Look, he is he's a 237-pound man, people don't realize, <laughs> who's got an, an exceptional speed and size and, and all that stuff. So, look, I haven't been this excited about the Seahawks, you know, in a re... I don't want to say rebuild mode, but a, we'll, we'll call it a rebuild mode. And, and you know, I got to go back to 2012-13. Um, the, the skill level's there. The offense is going to click. It's going to be impressive throughout the year. And we're going to talk about the defense. I'm actually more encouraged... Look, I was concerned Sunday yeah. until I went back and watched the game over and over and over again. We're going to be okay uh, defensively, which we'll talk about later. As Folks well. don't watch film like you, Moyer. They just no. don't do it. Hey, if you're not doing nothing, come down to Bellevue Square. Bellevue Center Court, come holler at us. We got the Rodgers over there. We got our regulars to the right. When we come back, we're going to preview the New Orleans Saints. That's next right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to Hawks Live, presented by Bellevue Collection. Every Thursday, right here at 7 o'clock, we're at Bellevue Square Center Court. Myself, Michael Bombas, with Paul Moyer. Now we have to focus on the New Orleans Saints. Before we do that, hey, you guys come here. We got raffles going on. We got Richard and Julia over there. Find them. Get your name in the hat. Good things are going to happen there. But now we got to talk about these New Orleans Saints. Now, when when I think about these Saints, Paul Moore, not the Saints of old, right? Not Sean Payton, not Drew Brees, but there's some things that are familiar. You got Alvin Kamar. You got Michael Thomas over there. You got a defense with some names over there. When you think about this New Orleans Saints team, what are your thoughts? Well, just watching them against uh, Minnesota, man, they they get after you. It's really weird. I, I read a stat. They were 32nd in uh, pressuring the quarterback. 
man, it does not show up on film because they look like they pressure you. They play tight coverage. You mentioned they got Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, he, that's going to be a fun little battle. Because last year, him and DK yeah, got into it, and I DK it. definitely got the best of them. But he is legit. Um, you know, they, they got some really good players. I mean, you got, you know, uh, uh, the Honey Badger there in Mathau, who's, who's really good. You got Cameron Jordan. Uh, you, I mentioned uh, Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, they, they get after it. Um, they're really banged up, though, right now. They've got a lot of guys who are question, questionable. Um, you got Jameis Winston, yeah. who I personally would rather see. Uh, and over Why Andy would you Dalton. rather see him? Tell the people. He's just a turnover king. I mean, he, you know, he is, you know, 70% of the time you go, pretty good. But in this league, you can't be 30% pretty bad. Uh, you just can't. You cannot throw interceptions. And he, he throws a lot of interceptions, and he, he gives teams an opportunity. And he's questionable. He didn't practice today. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Kamara, I think, was limited today. Yeah. So maybe we see, see him. Uh, Michael Thompson, we, or Thomas, we, it's Thomas? Thomas. Thomas. Yep. Um, I don't think he practiced today. He's battling an, uh, an ankle injury. That would be helpful. Because uh, he's a beast, I uh, don't don't want to see him. But they get after their physical team. Uh, the, the the thing for them that's interesting, they're one and three right now. They they played in London. I mean, most teams when they play in London or overseas, you get that bye right. You get a bye week. Yeah, they don't have one, which does not hurt my feelings at all. Um, they requested it. Well, go figure that. You know, again. You know they they want they, our, our producer Nash is telling us they wanted a later later buy, but that hurts. I mean that's a long travel. Even though they're back east, you know obviously it's a lot longer for for the Seahawks. But uh, but I like our chance. I think offensively we're doing some really cool things. Um, I, th- I I think it's going to continue. I don't know if we're going to put 48 points on the board. And I really think our defense. I know we gave up 520, guys. We gave up about 110 yards up until the last drive of the second or the first half. And then our first two drives in the second half, we get a pick six in the first play. They end up punting. And then we just gave up a series of huge play. Gave up a 51-yard touchdown off of a trap that shouldn't happen. We gave up an 81-yard play that should have been a seven-yarder. And now all of a sudden they kind of started getting some confidence. Um, But... You know, other than that, I mean, really, the last drive of the first half, last drive of the game, were the only two drives I really thought we played poorly as a team. And I I see us getting much, much better moving forward. More, when I look at the Saints team, I look at the possibility of having Andy Dalton out there. And he is a guy that is similar to Gino. I'm not saying the execution is similar, but a guy who says, look, I'm going to do exactly what my offensive coordinator tells me to do. I'm not going to improvise. I'm not going to try to make the big play. Where he is, Andy Dalton, in his career, says, look, I just want to be here. I just want to make sure that I get these guys going. I have weapons. I got Alvin Kamar. We'll see if he plays. I got Michael Thomas. See if he plays. I got Olave, the receiver from Ohio yeah, State University, who has turned out to be. Is he a rookie? The, yes. Yeah, he's the he's, receiver university all yeah. of a sudden, Ohio State University. So I look at this offense and I say, okay, there's enough there to put pressure on this defense, but there's enough on this Hawks defense to say, we're going to correct our wrongs. I've spoken to you throughout the week. You've convinced me, Moyer, <laughs> that it's not as bad as it looks. It's not as bad as 520 yards. It's not as bad as Hawkinson having a, what, 70-something yard reception. you got to tweak some things. you got to get in the right position. you got to make the plays when plays are there to be made. Yeah, let, let me take you down a little journey. The journey of the drives from last week for the Seattle Seahawks. Can I do that? Give yeah, you a couple of minutes. So, because a, a lot of people say the Seahawks defense played horrible. 
The first drive, they were... But, Moyer, what? 500, I, I, I get the yards. results. I, I get it. Uh, but we weren't dominated. They weren't going 12 plays all day long and, and driving the field. They did that. I'm going to explain the two bad drives, first okay. of all. First drive, three and out. They punt to us. What do we do? We fumble, fumble. the punt. Yep. Okay, they, the very next play, we drop coverage. We're playing man. They get a touchdown, 38-yarder. But I'm telling you, we're off the field. The very next drive, we're three and out again. They run a fake punt. They make actually a really good play. I can't believe they even threw it. That it gunner was, was in cover. great coverage. Was, the guy pushed off. I mean, it was a four-yard play, but we're off the field again yes. in that situation. They end up because of that kick and a field goal. I'm fine. We go into the, there's five minutes left and a half. We've got him backed up inside around the ten yard line. It's second and twenty three. At this point, they've got a hundred and ten yards of offense. We've kind of dominated them at this point, and they convert on the second twenty three. I'll leave that one alone. But the, we almost get a sack. Goff breaks uh, the pocket, scrambles out to his right. We don't play it right the way we need to push to the sideline. Um, they end up getting a twenty eight yarder on that, and we get another twenty six yarder. It's right before the half they scored a touchdown. That was disappointing. But again, I, we should have been off the field if we played it right. So I'm like, it's not the scheme. It's not our athletic ability. It's just us not giving up these big plays it's right now. It's the moment of truth. And it's all teachable moments. So now I've got four series, and we should have been off on all four of these series. Right. And so now let's go into the second half. First play of the second half, we got one pick six touchdown. We, next drive, we go six plays, they go four yards, they punt. So I'm like, okay, that's six plays, they've really done nothing if we didn't give up one big play. So now I'm into the, really going in almost to the fourth quarter, right towards the end of the third quarter, and we give up a 51-yard play on a trap. It's a trap that, I, again, it's just, it shouldn't have happened. That we should have seen the trap, we should have worked over the top, we should have stopped it for maybe a three, four, five-yard play at worst. Then they, we don't make that play, and then they end up stiff-arming us. We miss a tackle. It's 51 yards. Again, I'm not saying that it's not that we're good there, but we can stop those plays. The very next play, it's or the next series, it's first and 20. And they have a route that's about a seven-yard route. We miss a tackle. It should have been a seven-yarder. And then we have Co- you know, Co- uh, uh, Cody Barton's been getting beat up on this one. Probably should have been a 15-yard play. He doesn't ride the tight end out of bounds. He ends up going 81 yards on it. It's first and 20. I'm just saying we can correct these things <laughs> along the way. I feel you. And it's three plays, three plays. You. Now let me go to the next series. I Goodness know I've got this. You got memorized. a lot going on right now. I got now, it memorized. Warrior. Okay. So now we got the the second to the last series. We've got them. It's third and ten. They throw a pass down the middle. We drop an interception. It comes up fourth and ten. We got two man. Two man. You've got to stay inside. They run all inside routes. One of our rookies just kind of doesn't play it right, and they convert on that and they score a touchdown. I, what I'm telling you is. I know it was 520 and 45 points, and people are going, are you nuts? I go, we didn't play that bad other than about six or seven plays. And that's what's killed us for three games, really. Yeah. And we got to correct it. I believe the talent's there. I believe the scheme's right. We're going to get better, and I think our offense is going to be something special. Hey, Paul Moyer's talking you off the ledge. He goes, yeah. look, 522, don't worry about it. No. Comes down to about six, seven plays. If you I take know. care of that, you should that's be That's not always the case, by the way. There but, are but it is this week, though. But it is. It it's is this legit. week. All it's right. legit. It's legit. Y'all heard it here. Okay. Paul Morris says, relax. 
Relax. We'll be fine. Hey, we won, by the way. Come join us here. Yeah, we did win, right? Yeah. Come join us here at Hawks Live at Bellevue Square Center Court where you have a chance to win gift cards from the Bellevue Collections Dining District. Tonight, we're giving away gift cards from Sweet Restaurants and Lounge, Thai Kitchen Bird Pepper, Duke Seafood, Fago de Chow, Ch- Tavern Hall, and Darren's Boiler. When we return, we'll talk to running back Rashad Penny. That's next right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports Station. You're listening to Hawks Live, presented by Bellevue Collection. Every Thursday, right here at 7 o'clock, presented by Seattle Sports Station. We're at Center Court in Bellevue. You know what? Arlene just gave you a hat, and I am oh. jealous. I am jealous. I think I'm. I think I'm, I'm all about the hat. Man. I'm a bald man. I wear hats all day. You got hair, so you don't need a hat. But it's all good. No, they give me a nice little Mariner postseason hat. That is 21 years in the making, right there, people. 21 it's, years in the game. But you know what? Yeah. We got to go to number 20, Rashad yes. Penny. Rashad, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. And yourself? Hey, we're doing well. Thank you for joining us on a on a Thursday. I know you got a lot of things to do. Um, Man, I'm just I'm just happy for you, man. You are one of the most explosive running backs in the league. I know it's been a while. This whole run has to be rewarding for you. How you feel, man? Oh uh, man, it, it's definitely a blessing, you know. And you know, first and foremost, I thank God, and you know, it's just I'm just grateful for the opportunities, and you know, the uh, like the hard work, you know, pays off. So, but. I'm far from done yet. Like, my mindset is now that I'm healthy, I want to stay healthy, and I know how dominant and how much of a factor I can be, you know, once once I make it to Sundays. And, you know, that's just always my problem as a young guy, is making it to Sundays and being available to actually show what I can do. I feel that, man. You are available, and you are making plays. You made a play that first touchdown against the Detroit Lions. You snatching ankles, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I know you were a, a kick returner at San Diego State. Um, is that a part of your game? Is that something that you want to show the people? Because they look at you on paper and they say, look, 230 pounds, this guy's going to run mm-hmm. through you. But you're you're keeping him on, on edge. You run through him and you run around him. Um, yeah, man, just, just really just try to, like, play mind games with the defense as far as, you know, being physical here, here or making you miss, it, it's almost like setting it up. But again, you can't do anything without the O-line blocking. And, you know, um, them, them guys just find a groove and, you know, they can get it going from start to finish. So, you know, they, they did an amazing job and they make the backs here job easy. You know, we, we love to go one-on-one with corners or safeties. You know, we feel like we have an advantage, you know. So uh, just blessed having those guys making everything possible and then, you know, we just go from there. Have they have they changed anything up for you in the last, let's just say, year and a half? I mean, are you getting different type of plays? I mean, as as you progress in your career, are there certain plays that you're more comfortable with that they want to actually isolate you for? I mean, yeah, but you know, I'm sticking with the the main core of running mid zone. You know, something that I've always ran at San Diego State. So everything in this offense is real familiar, familiar to me. So it, it's nothing that I've never seen before. Now it's just all about calling and uh, just, just doing it. But, yeah, we're slowly running a lot of plays. I like running downhill. Um, probably just getting an early head start, seeing everything from then. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing a lot of same things since I've been here. So I'm really excited about this offense. 
Rashad, how does it feel being the elder statesman? This is your fifth season. It's crazy to me that this is your fifth season, but, you know, Chris Carson is gone. He had to retire because of injury, but now you got G.J. Dallas, you got Ken Walker, Travis Homer back there. Um, how has your role changed in that running back room? I'm be honest, it, it really hasn't changed, you know. Uh, I really still don't say much. You know, I try to always lead by example. Guys, guys like, you know, we um, – I get more of the credit, you know, to Chad just being, you know, one of the great running back coach, you know, as far as, you know, just getting our minds right still because I haven't played that much ball and, uh, you know, I'm still filling things out and, you know, me being older but not playing a lot, kind of like, you know, I still need guidance and, and I'm, I'm working on still being a leader. Like, you know, that's a role I really want because I know them guys in the running back room look up to me, but... I do the same. I, I do the same thing they do, and um, you know, I just always try to lead by example. You talked about being on the field. Is there something that's changed for you, or even with the Seahawks, and maybe just your conditioning workouts, uh, and from when you came first from San Diego State to where you are now? Have you changed some of your the way you work out and preparing for the season? I mean, definitely. As far as body work, I'm, I'm probably getting that every day. You know, just staying on top of the little things, uh, the nutrition, making sure what I get in the morning and what I have at lunch and dinner. And, you know, I, I changed the whole uh, the mentality of being a pro. And I had guys, you know, Bobby, you know, Russ, Doug, and Chris. I watched a lot of them guys be professionals and how they made it to Sundays, you know. So I just literally copied a few things from them and started adding them to what I'm doing now. So... And, and I'm trying to drop the knowledge down to all the other running backs because I know how important it is to be available Sundays and just take care of your body. So you know, I, I, the running back room is actually doing great at doing that. So uh, we kind of all, like, you know, make sure we get work done so we can be available. Well, you're like the old man now, your fifth year in the league, which is kind of kind of strange. Uh, I, you know, I want to transition a little bit to Geno Smith, and I, I don't want to compare him to, to Russell. I mean, that was, that's a different time, but I made a comment that after watching this last game, it's one of the, the best performances I've ever seen a quarterback in Seahawks history playing a game, and, and it was this decision-making he made. I, I didn't see him really make a bad decision, and, and, who, and the checks and who he was throwing to. So tell me what he is i mean what does he bring to the table what makes him unique both as a quarterback and and as a leader he's really just poised i mean he, he's taking in the moment you know he just look comfortable from you know the first snap of the game to the last and you know it don't matter if we're losing or not or you know we're winning he's always like you know confident and, and you know that's how he's been all summer so and that's something we've seen you know as an offense you know uh He's, he's, he's just been that leader for us and making the smart decisions, like you said. He, he He's just a game manager, and that's what he's showing. He's, he's been doing it ever since, you know, backing up with us here, you know, uh, being like on the scout team quarterback and all that and playing against the one defense. So he's been practicing against a lot of pretty good players on defense, you know, with what we have here. So. I feel like it's nothing new to him now. It's just he's getting more opportunities and, he, and he's in the moment. And uh, I think it's really the start for Gino. Like, he, he's going to show more of it for sure. 
Man, tell me about your nephew. You're posting videos <laughs> of the nephew doing his thing. He's challenging you. He says, look, bounce it outside, Rashad. Bounce it outside, man. What's that relationship like? And what is it like, man? You're in the NFL, and you have family members who are playing football who are looking up to you and watching you do what you do. You're one of the most explosive running backs in the league. What's that relationship like? Yeah, I really just try to be a role model, especially to my uh, to my young family young family members I have, my little brother at San Diego State, uh, my two nephews, I got a few cousins in high school. Uh, I just really, really just try to just stay, stay the course and let them know that, like, whatever adversity you handle in life, you know, you can always overcome it. You know, just putting your head down and, you know, going to work. They all been through, uh, they all seen me through my recovery process. But I just spend, like, I spend every single day of uh, my knee injury with my little nephews and when I tell you like it was just football 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 and me watching film and me watching games they just were always there around me like even me going to rehab so they kind of got to learn a lot about me and started becoming you know Seahawks fans they always wanted to meet the mascot blitz and I brought them up here a few times uh, last year but man my uh, my five year old nephew is going to be very special like it's, it's crazy how much football knowledge you know now. Like, he calls me and have conversations about my games that I played. And um, he, he kind of he, he kind of coached me up a few times, telling me if I ran outside that I'm a score. Right. And <laughs> the second touchdown, he uh, called me and told me, I told you so. So <laughs> I, I love, I love it. <laughs> I love that relationship with him. And, you know, even my youngest nephew, that's three caches, He's watching everything he do, so it's like a it's like a domino effect. Like they're they're very special in their own right. So sixteen years, we're gonna have another penny in the running another back. Another penny, field. baby. He got, a, he got a brother at San Diego I, State I, too. I love though. that. Yeah. Hey, well, yeah, Rashad, man. We we appreciate you, man. We love seeing you do what you do. 150 plus two touchdowns last week against the Detroit Lions. Uh, you do your thing this weekend, uh, and good luck, man. Appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. That's Rashad Penny. Come on, Moyer. No, look. I'm hyped up with the last about 14 him. games. He's a leading rusher in the league. I mean, and his explosiveness right now, and it's just the way he sets up block. That's the thing I, I want. I'd love to have a little more time with him and how he sets up blocks because it's. I don't know. I don't know if it's. Um, underappreciated, but the amount of things he does on cutbacks and setting up blocks, and why the blocking's been really good, man, he's 50% of getting out in that open space. He sets it up. All right, when we return, we will go around the NFL. That is next, right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports Station. You are listening to Hawks Live presented by Bellevue Collection. The show starts 7 o'clock every Thursday right here on Seattle Sports Station 710. Broadcasting live from Bellevue Square Center Court. Mm. I see some familiar faces. I see the the winningest couple in the world over there from last week. Wait, and when I you see, say winning, it's like winning gift certificates? Like, like both of them won in the raffles that we give away. Right. If you're not here, get here because we give away things. You so they're like, going to Hawaii, Costa Rica. <laughs> they're they're, doing they want a car. I just want to join them. Can these I like, tag good, along? These with are you some guys? good prizes, people. You should get here. Some good prizes there. And then we have our, you know, our local celebrities. I see up in the front, three, four. Let's go get it. <laughs> hey, but uh, but now we're going going around the NFL, and it would 
we have to start with the Denver Broncos. I'm looking at this box score, Paul Moyer. Russell Wilson is 15 of 31, 184, one interception. The score is 9 to 6. Is this a baseball game? What are we doing? Look, man, this has been Denver this year. Um, you know, I don't want to beat up Russell too much. Y'all should beat him up. You but can be real, though. It's not that he's 15 for 31. He's been sacked three times. He's now been sacked 15 times this year, and it was always about the offensive line. He's a good quarterback. He just doesn't run the offense right. I mean, he's an improviser. He's a guy that I look to my right. He's open. If he's not there, I escape. I try to extend. Um, that's just not the, the offense today. I mean, we saw last week what an offense looks like when it's it's run. I, and, and Penny said that he's uh, Gino's a game manager. Yeah, he's more than that. Yeah. I mean, he's way more than that because he can make every throw as well. But he's 15 for 31. He's got a quarterback rating of 53. Uh, they've had one game where they've scored over 17 points, and that was last week, and they lost. And Indianapolis is not a good football team. No. Not good. And they've scored, They have, I mean, three field goals. Now, here's the crazy thing. It's Russell. I mean, you know, it's fourth quarter. That's what he does. Now, you know, maybe they come back and win. I root against Denver every chance I can, and it has nothing to do with Russell Wilson. Yeah, right. It has nothing to do yeah, with Russell Wilson. right. It has everything to do this with... This is the circle of trust. You see all these people no, here? No, I know. A lot you of familiar guys, faces. They, they're looking at me. They trust You don't have me. to lie to the people. I'm not lying to you. We had their first round pick and second round pick. I just want that to be a top ten pick. That's it. That's I just it. want to keep building our team. Okay. That's it. I, I feel and that. And it doesn't hurt me that Geno's out playing them. I feel And I'm that. not rooting against I feel them. your apprehensions to go in on a Russell, so we're going to move on, okay? Let's do that. No, let's not. Let's let's start with it and finish with it. No, <laughs> all, right, all right, we started? But, now, now, but right now the Colts have the, the ball. Uh, they started the fourth quarter. I'm rooting for the Colts. Let's go, Colts. All right, so there's a game that I'm looking at, Moyer. Mm. It's Pittsburgh versus the mm. Buffalo Bills. Now, why am I looking at that game? All right, people here will be like, why? What's going on with that no. game? I would what? say that Kenny Pickett is the guy now. There's been a transition. You bring over Mitch Trubisky to kind of mentor this young man and Kenny Pickett, the local celebrity over there in Pittsburgh, and you say, okay, at some point you have to throw this young man into the fire. Mike Tomlin has never had a under 500 season. He's on the verge of doing that now. So you start this young man against the Buffalo Bills. Mm. And then he's got to play Tampa Bay. He's got to play Miami. He's got to play the Eagles. The next four games mm. are going to be tough for this guy. But that shows me that Tomlin is committed to this transition. He's, he goes, look, I will risk not having an, an above 500 season for the first time in my career. Kenny, two gloves. Get it done. No. Um, no, he threw three interceptions last week. Uh, you know, his completion percentage was actually fine, but uh, the ones that he didn't complete were to the other jersey. And that's <laughs> what happens when you're a rookie. I think he's going to actually be a pretty good quarterback. We saw him in preseason. You know, they talked about his small hands, but uh, the guy, he has a good arm. He's mobile. I think he's a gamer. He's going to be fine. But to stick a rookie in with not a great team, it's just, it's, it's difficult. And look, I'm looking at Geno Smith, you guys. Remember his first two years? They threw him out and said, you can't play. And eight years later, yeah. he's going, oh, no, I can play. Uh -huh. I didn't answer that call, uh -huh. right? And, you know, th there's only one position in the league where in your 30s, you're just getting into your prime. And it takes time to become a great Kicker? quarterback. Kicker? And it's quarterback. Snapper? 
Yeah, that too. You know, <laughs> but it really is. I mean, every yeah. other position, we're we're counting on. A good example is like Daryl Taylor. We're counting him. He's got to do it now. He's got to do it now because by the time he's twenty eight, twenty nine, you're past your prime in almost every position but quarterback. Yeah. And look, it's just so hard. I mean, I, we talked about some of the progressions that Geno Smith is going through right now. How quickly he does that. You don't do that your rookie year. So there's a really good chance that they lose their next four, maybe five games, because mm. by the time they play New Orleans, they're going to be healthy. They'll probably have everybody back, and then they got to play Cincinnati, and we're watching Indianapolis at Indianapolis pretty much shut out Denver right now. Uh, yeah, they're they're in a world of hurt, but the good thing about their head coach, he's earned the right to have a down year. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Um, a game I'm looking at as well, Philly versus Arizona. Mm. Like, who is Philly? They are a team, when you look at the statistics, like the team statistics, they are top when it comes to offense. They're top when it comes to sacking the quarterback. Like, they are overall a well-rounded team. You got Jalen Hurts, who says, look, I am that guy. That's why you drafted me. Carson Wentz is over there in D.C., and he's struggling right now. I'm doing my thing. You got Miles Sanders at the running back spot. You bring over A.J. You got Devontae Smith over there. I'm looking at this team, more, and I'm like, this is an impressive team and if they can get by the Arizona Cardinals I know it's crazy to say the Arizona Cardinals are what two and two everyone in the NFC West is two and two but if they can have an impressive win against an offense that is supposed to produce I'll believe just a little bit more yeah and look they talking about Philly they, they start off they beat uh, Detroit you know in a in a, won a game like us 38 35 so again for those who we're upset we only won by three points here's philadelphia at detroit also won by three and they're undefeated right now they go play minnesota home that was kind of my eye opener because they beat them 24 to 7 i go okay they got a d uh we knew detroit actually had an opportunity to be a pretty good offense they're better than i think most people think uh they go and take care of washington like they did and then they got jacksonville who's an up-and-coming team and take care of business there as well at home um i think this will be a good test for them because arizona's a good football team it'll be on the road i think we'll find out really how good they are four no it doesn't matter i mean sometimes it's who you play um but i'm pulling for them um because i'd i'd, I'd like to see arizona lose uh that's a division <laughs> opponent and then they got to play dallas philadelphia the week after so um yeah, this will be a good one because I think Arizona is actually pretty good. I do too. I, they're just so up and down. There's, I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's Kyler Murray. I don't know if it's just inconsistency on defense. But they're a team that you think would be better than they are. Uh, at two, I mean, we're two and two, right? I mean, no one. We, everybody thought we'd, we'd come in fourth. Uh, so I, I'm really curious. I, I think Philadelphia is going to win the game because I think their defense is legit. I'm looking at the uh, San Francisco 49ers and I'm saying. All right, they got a guy who's going to run that offense, and they have one of the best defenses in the league. They are only only allowing 11 points per game. 11 points per game. So now they're going to Carolina. They're playing the Carolina Panthers. They've been struggling a little bit. I expect these guys to come out three and two. What What is it about the 49ers that says, forget the quarterback, look at this team as a whole, and respect them. Well, San Francisco, you got to beat. I mean, you got to go play a perfect game. You know, they're we know what they are defensively. They can rush with four guys, so they play tight zone defense behind. They've got people who can match up offensively. They're just going to make it tough because of the running game and the type of passing game that they run. I mean, it's a lot of intermediate stuff, and uh, it, it, you, you've got to be on your game. 
49ers are tough. What's interesting to me right now, though, I'm looking at you got Jimmy G, right? You got Baker Mayfield going up to each other. Both of those guys were talked about in the offseason for the Seahawks. Would you take either one of those guys over Geno? No chance. Before the season, I would think about it, uh, though. For sure, both of them. Right. And now, this is when Pete no kept way. saying, look, you guys aren't here every How day. great does Pete look right now? Oh, man, look, go back to his days at USC. Go back to when the time he put Russell in there and what he did with Gino. He's been talking Gino up the whole time. Gino, every practice, every game, he's doing everything we ask. Yep. I'm telling and he kept saying it, and no one believed it. Starting to believe it. Believe in the process. Yep. All right, when we return, we will talk to Derek Young, Seahawks wide receiver. That is next right here on Hawks Live.